Hi, my name is Matthew. Hi, I'm Maggie. And this is a dad and a daughter talk football. Good evening, everyone. My name is Matthew Paveo, and I'm here with my daughter, Maggie Paveo, and we are going to, we're starting something new. We are going to be doing a quick podcast. We decided to do this a while ago and about all things Notre Dame football and maybe mix in some college football. But uh, first, I want to introduce my introduce everyone to uh, my daughter, Maggie. Say hello, Maggie. Hello. So, Maggie, you got um, big news over this. Let's just jump right in. I, I don't want to mess around. Um, big news over the the break, other than other than you know the season being completely pushed um, and with all the COVID stuff, but not you know getting done with the COVID stuff was the switch to a conference for Notre Dame, which is big big news. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on how Notre Dame going into the ACC one? How do you think they'll do? And two, do you think this maybe is permanent, or do you think this is just a one off? So. I've always been kind of against joining the ACC, staying independent. Um, I think it's good financially with NBC, um, but it makes sense this year, and I'm happy because it means that they will be playing. Yeah, I guess uh, that, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but um, of course BYU stayed independent, mm. and they're doing pretty well right now in their game against Navy. Um, but in terms of competition, I would see them in the ACC championship hopefully. So you think this is going to be a championship year for Notre Dame? I think. I mean, as far as getting to the ACC championship. I think so. I could see them only really losing. I'm optimistic and Uh I hope they only lose to Clemson if they're going to Mm -hmm. lose. Mm -hmm. You could see them having a matchup like three times this year. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll get into that again a little bit later, but, but um, I think just kind of the, the overall I guess it's interesting to hear what the, all of the commentary has been about, or a majority of the commentary has been about how happy people are that Notre Dame's going in the conference. And I, I agree with you. I think that there's a really good shot that they are going to uh, do very well in the conference, and and if not, win the conference. I think there's a you know the big game in November against Clemson, uh, but you never know with that. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence goes down, or or you know, a lot of things can happen between now and November. Um, I do like that Notre Dame is very has. Um, a veteran offensive line to deal with Clemson, um, you know, and there's a few other hiccups. I, in looking at the ACC mags, what do you think the, what do you think the other possible hiccups? Like, what are the other teams that might be able to trip up Notre Dame on this path? I mean, off the top of my head, I would say like North Carolina, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that with North Carolina? Team? Because last year they kind of showed promise with Mac Brown. They kind of came back a little bit with Sam Howell as well as their quarterback. He's going to be returning. Um, people say he's pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, and I just think they're a good I mean, they third took, or fourth place. Right, and they took Clemson right to the wire last year. I mean, yeah. that was as close as Clemson got to anybody. Um, now, that could have just been one of those things. But, yeah, Mac Brown being there makes makes me nervous just because he can get that. T- it, just, it just proves they can get up for anybody, right, that they can get up for Clemson. And, and uh, so. so any other teams that you think um, may give Notre Dame any kind of hassle and and you know potential landmine for them in the season. Um, Looking at the schedule. So something I think could be interesting is the Florida State game. Yeah. Um, let me double check to see if that's at home. I think it's at Notre Dame, so that's a little bit less stressful. But, but, but do you think that do you think being at Notre Dame or being on the road is going to have much of an factor with hardly any fans in the stands? 
Well, they're allowing students in for some of their games. I think that's a good push. Mm-hmm. But with Florida State, they have a new coach mm-hmm. from Memphis. Yeah. Um, and Memphis did really well, pretty well mm-hmm. last year. Oh, yeah, great. Um, and then they have their quarterback who's come back for his third or fourth year, I think, mm-hmm. Booker. So that's some consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell with that team. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of uh, issues around their, their program. Um, some upheaval. I think I don't know that the new coach uh, Norville uh, came in and did very well with the other players, but I think he's still trying to build culture and also build understanding. I mean, there's a lot going on in the college football landscape as there is just going on in the United States landscape that I think he had to deal with at Florida State, and I don't know that he did a great job with it, but we'll see. We'll see. And I agree. They always, you know, Florida State's always has the talent. Just a matter if they can put it together. All right. Well, let's actually let's dive into now. And today was an exciting day because today they released the was it today or was it yesterday? They released the starting lineups or the projected starting lineups for the Duke game coming up. And so uh, maybe we can go through it player by or position by position, Maggie, and we can kind of break it down. So maybe we should start with the quarterback. And there's no surprises here. Uh, Ian Book will be the starter uh, for the for the year. How, what do you what's your thoughts just in general about the quarterback positions? Because, you know, so it's going to be interesting. Um, on the depth chart I saw, Brendan Clark was listed as the second um, in line. I don't know. I think Drew Pine might see some playing time if there's like a blowout. Um, I wouldn't rule that out. And then we have Buckner coming in in the coming years, which I think is going to be great. But- well, let's talk about that for a second. Do you think that will influence what they do with Drew Pine? Because, you know, you can play up to a few four games and then still get your red shirt. Do you think they'll do that with Drew Pine just as, for discussion purposes? Or do you think they're just going to let him roll out four years and, you know, if you get some playing? Because it does seem like, I think you're right, when Tyler Buckner comes in, if he doesn't get the starting position, it will be his shortly. Um, what are your thoughts on Buckner and Pine and, and uh, the rest of the quarterback's situation? That is something that I'm really not sure about um, still. I could see Drew Pine maybe being the starter um the first year Buckner's there and kind of switching them out, kind of like Wimbush and Book mm. did that one year. Mm. Um, but I could also, if Buckner's really ready, I think it's going to be interesting because he doesn't have a senior season, most mm. likely. Um, so that's going to be a factor. Uh, yeah, that would that'd be interesting, especially if they move football to the spring, which they may do. I'm not, I don't know what San Diego is doing for football, um, but I doubt Buckner is going to be in high school in spring. He might be showing up in January to be at Notre Dame. But so that's a good point. I, um, you, you have no thoughts on Clark at all? I've kind of just ruled him out, not because I don't like him, but just because I feel like I haven't seen enough playing time. Mm. And I also haven't looked too much into it, but I'm open to seeing that as well. And we, yeah, we watched the Elite 11 with uh, Drew Pine in it uh, just over the summer. And he did better than people, I think, thought he was going to do. So there's a lot of talent there. Again, a lot of talent. It's a, it's a nice problem to have when you have too much talent at the quarterback position. But you saw Phil Jerkovic, that could happen. Maybe with Drew Pine, maybe with Clark um, as Buckner comes in. But I guess that's the next year problem. This year we have Ian Book. What do you, how do you think Ian Book's going to be doing this year? I think he's going to do great. He's been consistent in the past few years, and that's good. He has experience. Um, he's been one of the better quarterbacks that we've had in a while. Uh that's kind of my yeah. Thought. I think I think w- coming into this kind of season too, having an experienced quarterback like that is going to be really um, a plus. Um, 
because you, you're talking about limited practice time in, in different types of practice. So the more uh, having an, uh, kind of an extra coach on the field, which Ian Book definitely will be, that knows the system, I'm sure that well, working along with Tommy Reese. I mean, how, how do you think Tommy Reese is going to do as the new offensive coordinator? Do you think he's going to open it up or do you think it's going to be more uh, kind of that balanced approach that we've seen somewhat in the past? I don't know. I mean, the Iowa State game definitely went pretty well as for his first game. Can't really say what approach he's going to take because I've only seen one mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's successful. Yeah. What are you hoping for? You're hoping for more running, more passing. I mean, looking at the team, what do you think? I always like passing more, but mm-hmm. I think looking at our running backs and who we have there, mm-hmm. um, I've heard they're really good and they've had a good camp. Mm-hmm. So. We could see more running. Okay, so let's get into the running back. So who, who has caught your eye in the, the camps so far? You said they had really good camps. So who do you think is stepping up for the running backs this year? Well, of course, running back one has been listed as Kyron Williams, which is a shock because most most people saw it as maybe Jafar Armstrong, Jameer Smith. Um, so that's something to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was a big Jameer Smith fan, but I, uh, Williams must have had a great, um, great camp because he kind of did come out of nowhere. That also, I think, speaks maybe to the lack of depth at the running attack. Um, we'll see if Armstrong can come back to two years ago, how he looked two years ago. We'll see. He just didn't bounce back from that injury. So, uh, But who else? Jameer Smith, Jafar Armstrong. We have Chris Tyree as well. Oh, yeah. He's also going to be doing punt returns. Right. And I, how what do you think, Chris Tyree? Do you think you're going to believe the hype on him? I want to believe the hype on him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's very fast and – uh, as he's listed as a punt returner, I hope that they see something in him. Well, they gave him 25, with, you know, his rocket Ismail's number. So there, there's high hopes. And they, they took it off of Braden Lindsay. Oh, I don't know if they took it off, but I think he – I don't know how, what the transaction was there. Uh, but uh, Chris Tyree is now 25 and, and brings a lot of Irish fans I know uh, get excited when they see and they hear about that kind of elite speed that's been kind of one of Notre Dame's problems in the past uh, decade or so, not having that elite speed. And you certainly do have it in – Chris Tyree and Brain Lindsay, which kind of leads us right into wide receivers. What are you looking at in wide receivers? Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Lindsay? Is it someone else? I would think it would be Lindsay, but I've also heard Javon McKinley. Um, don't rule Avery Davis out. Um, and then that new Northwestern um, mm, transfer, right. Benny. I, his last name is kind of complicated. Right <laughs> here, I have it listed as Benny Scow. I think uh-huh. it's longer than that. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, but those are more possession, right? Avery Davis and the, the kid from Northwestern are more kind of, who, is there anybody explosive? Do you think Javon McKinley's going to have that kind of breakout year? Or do you think Braden Lindsay's going to be that home run? You know, if you put him and Chris Tyree back there, that's, that's a lot of speed on the field all at once. I think it depends on what you want. Do you want people to be able to run it right after the play? Like Chase Claypool was really good at catching. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was good at running afterwards too, but Braden Lindsay's just explosive. Mm-hmm. So I think having Javon McKinley and then also Braden Lindsay is a good mix of that. Okay. All right. And of course, it's one of the real strengths. Well, we talk about the tight end, which is interesting and interesting, you know, all, usually a strength of Notre Dame's. Um, and I think it will continue to be a strength. Um, there's really some interesting discussion points, I think, with the tight end position. Um, especially the the freshman that they brought in, uh, Meyer. Um, I think he's going to have a breakout year. But, but what do you think? Who do you think is going to really step up there and continue on kind of the tradition of the great tight ends of the past? Well, Brock Wright is a senior this year, mm-hmm. and he didn't see a ton of playing time last year. 
um, Tommy Tremble did. Mm -hmm. So I don't know in terms of like draft. Mm -hmm. I know Cole Komet was a really high prospect last year. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Brock Wright is going to be as sought after. It depends on what season he has. I sense that Tommy Tremble might be getting more playing time just because of last year. But I could see a mix. And what about Meyer? Do you think anything from him? Um, From the depth chart I saw, he was kind of the third or fourth. because so, I know yeah. that Chris Tyree's gotten a lot of the hype, and I, and I, but I think he might, Meyer might have the, the most uh, upside when it comes to kind of immediate impact, I should say, playing time. We'll see. I, I, but just kind of watching him play, he seems to have a Division One body already. Um, not to say Tyree doesn't, but I just think uh, he's going to fit in nicely at the tight end spot. So let's talk about the offensive line, a real strength this year. Um, pretty much everybody's back, which is always good. And again, I think that's important as we move into these kind of post-COVID, or not post-COVID, but COVID years. Um, what do you th- who do you think is going to be stepping up on the line? Well, I think it's easy to say Kramer, Hainsey, and Eichenberg, and Banks, mm-hmm. um, just because of how consistent they were. Kramer is going to be hopefully healed. healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hainsey, I believe, was out last year as well, so he'll be back. Um, last year... I started having some beef with Liam Eichenberg because of the Georgia game and the false starts, but it was rarely a problem later on in the season. So if they just tighten that up, I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think they're going to lean on it a lot, especially coming into the ACC um, and this big offensive line. That's a veteran group. It's going to really be helpful. All right, let's flip it over. Let's talk defense. Who do you, who do you like? And let's, where should we start? You want to start in the line or you want to start in the back? Let's start on the line. Let's start on the, the defensive line. Who do you, who do you think in, steps up in the defensive line this year? Is it going to be Dalen Hayes? Is he going to be have the kind of the Okora, Kelly Kareem kind of work, or do you think it's going to be someone else? Well, we have Dalen Hayes and Audit Okundeje, who are both captains this year. Yeah. Got the leadership. Um, they've had the experience. I think that it's a safe bet to say that they're going to have good years. Who do you think better, Dalen Hayes or Okundeje? I don't know. Because I feel like Dalen Hayes is a better leader, uh-huh. but I feel like Ade got really good at the end of last year. I think year. he's improving. I think the bigger upside would be Ade, and I think, but Dalen Hayes is just solid. Dalen so. Hayes was also. What about it inside? Do you think Myron uh, Tung Vailoa, or do you think um, Heinish? Who do you think who's going to step up for them on the inside? I really want it to be Myron, but mm-hmm. I also think an Adam Alola, mm-hmm. Jason Adam Alola. Mm-hmm could have a good standout year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt Heinisch also is good. Yeah, Heinisch always is a good kind of rock solid piece. And that it's going to make a few big plays down this. You know, he's going to do it this year in a few big games. You know, it'll always be Kurt Heinrich. Kurt Heinrich. Kurt Heinrich. Kurt Heinrich. <laughs> it's easy for me to say, uh, make the big play. So um, let's move back to linebackers. Kind of an inexperienced group, kind of, um, but still gelling. Uh, always kind of, this is where, luckily, this work Clark Lee, I think, uh, as his best at grooming young linebackers. So who do you think is going to be anchoring that middle group? I mean, it's easy to say Owusu Karama yeah. because he is most likely going to be the highest picked in the draft. He has the, yeah, I think uh, I think you're, he's a first or second round draft pick right now. And if he continues to move up, I think he's a first round solid first round pick. But Also, Drew White last year won um, Defensive Newcomer of the Year. So keep an eye for him or out for him. But then also at, uh, we also have Shane Simon, who is taking the mm, job of right. um, Jordan Jenmarkeith, who just announced today that he might be mm-hmm. transferring. That's right. Um, so I don't know a lot about him, 
but I assume yeah. there's a reason why he got it over. You, yeah, I'm sure he's, yeah, he must be real solid. I mean, he's been solid in the past, and those guys are just really just prototypical kind of linebackers. I mean, you look at him on the field, and you're looking at these guys are just really um, – I think they have a, they're great. And you don't know these people, but in the, the mold of a Ned Bolkar, um, uh, these guys are prototypical kind of fill in the gap linebackers, sideline to sideline tacklers. Um, so, and let's move back to the I, probably our most experienced group, and also probably our most talented, even on on the defensive side, especially maybe in the whole team, as far as just a pure group is the defensive backfield. So who sticks out for you on the defensive backfield? Well, I am a huge Kyle Hamilton fan. Yeah. So, of course, Kyle Hamilton. It's really easy to say he's going to be an All-American this year, hopefully. Um, he should be. Uh, I think as long as he has the same year as, la- as last year, even better. Mm-hmm. Most likely he'll have more experience. Um, he's an obvious pick. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be back there with Sean Crawford now, who's in his, I think, 30th year at Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's sixth year, sixth year senior, uh, but he was announced as the start, the other starting safety, correct? Yeah. Let me get that right. Uh, so that's a nice little tandem back there. Um, and they, there's, they still got the kid prior from Ohio State, um, but he doesn't seem. Uh, and so there's a lot of depth there at safety as well. Uh, who, who do you like on the corners? So we have Nick McLeod, who is a transfer from NC State. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he didn't get a ton of playing time at NC State, but he was a captain, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. Um, and then Tariq Bracey is yeah. going to be having a big cornerback again, which is interesting. He, I know he struggled a little bit last year, but I think the fact that they moved Sean Crawford from mm-hmm. cornerback just so he could, or he could fill that role, um, it's a good sign. I think I think Bracey's in for a big year. I think he's he's the next kind of in the mold of a Troy Pride or in the or a Julian Love. The kind of next, he's ready to step up and be the shutdown corner uh, for Notre Dame. And with help in the back end, it sh- he should be have plenty of support in order to uh, have a really breakout season. I think I, I think for big things for Bracey, if I had to pick one player, I think probably on the team that's kind of that breakout year, it's probably Tariq Bracey. Um, and special teams, thoughts, any thoughts on the kicker position t- this year? We'll probably see Dor and yeah. Bramblett. Yeah, uh, do the, most of the kicks. I think it's a pretty solid group. I, uh, Dor, I think, found himself last year and showed a really powerful leg. And, and Bramlett's just, you know, a really solid punter. And so I think that they have really, I think the special teams is every year seem to take this small little step. And I think they've taken uh, a bigger step, especially like you said earlier with um, uh, what's uh, Chris Tyree mm-hmm. coming in to return punts. I think um, he's going to be, sorry, I think I almost spoke. I, Kick returner. Okay, so he's probably doing both, is what I would think. Uh, or do you think Lindsay's doing punts? It says Lawrence Keys, who's done oh, in the past. He's done in the past, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, all right. So let's go to the first game. Scott coming up. We got Duke on. What are you thinking uh, about Duke? I mean, we're favored to win this game, but I don't want to get too cocky. Um, Duke, of course, has the Clemson transfer um, and quarterback, which is a little bit scary, but um, he was the backup. So. Uh, but, he was, well, but hold on, he wasn't back up to the best quarterback in the country, uh, maybe the best quarterback in the last 10 years in Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, who knows how good this kid is. And he did pull them. He did have the big win for them a couple years ago against Syracuse. He came in in the fourth quarter or third, fourth quarter when Lawrence went down and made some big throws. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. He's a backup, but let's just put the caveat of yeah. backup to Trevor Lawrence. Isn't might not be that bad. 
I don't know. You could be the second best quarterback in the whole country and be the backup to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. My point, I think. I don't know if he just also in terms of like he's transferring. This is his first year with the team. Of course, he has experience. Um, but I don't know about the chemistry between him and the rest of the offense, mm-hmm. how much time he's really had practicing. Well, he will be, you know, his coach will be David Cutliffe, Cutcliffe, who's worked with, you know, the Peyton Manning and, 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 um, and kind of a, a, has been, and, uh, oh, what's the kid's name for the, for the Giants? Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, right. Um, and brought them along. Uh, and also, um, and he's been there for a while. So, he, you know, and I hear he's taken over the offense again this year. So I'm a little bit nervous about Duke. I think Notre Dame's going to pull it out. They're, what, 21-point favorites? Um, yeah, I think yeah. they'll actually probably cover that. I think that they might win by 28, maybe even, like pull away. But I think it'll be tight at the beginning, and then Notre Dame pulls away in the second half or with their explosiveness. That's what I think. But what, So final score, I think I would give it 38 to – well, shoot, now I have to make it over 21 points. Let me say 45 to – 21. Yeah, I have no real gauge of what the score is going to be. I just hope we cover the spread. I think we should. But last year, of course, in Louisville, we saw kind of a slow mm-hmm. start, and then it picked up later in the season. We could expect that as well. I do think, though, when you look at Brian Kelly's teams, the first game, they're usually well prepared for their first game. And um, when they have, you know, a long, for a long time, it's been a depth issue with Notre Dame and getting kid, kids injured. Um, you certainly won't have that necessarily in the first game. So, I think this Notre Dame team is primed and ready to really show something in that first game. All right, so let's look at some other picks uh, for coming up this weekend. What do you what do you have on the on the the schedule, Mags? Obviously, we both think Notre Dame's covering. So, what else do we have? Well, there aren't a ton of games that I could see. There are no ranked games with a ranked team playing another ranked team. We can start off with some ACC games. Sure, let um, me have them. Syracuse at North Carolina. What do you 18. like? That's a good game. What do you like that? I think North Carolina. I don't know. Syracuse was really hot last year at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of tapered off. I'm going to go Syracuse. I like Dino Babers. I think what he's doing with Syracuse, I think they might actually be a sleeper team uh, to watch out for, um, just because I think he always gets his teams ready to go. Not that Mac Brown doesn't, but I just think if North, I just think Syracuse is the call there. Um, the next one I see is. Duke and we already called that one. Right. Um, we have this one's not that interesting. Um, <laughs> Great. Way to oversell. <laughs> well, neither neither of the teams are ranked, but I could see it going in an interesting direction. Um, we have a Georgia Tech Florida State game. Which okay. Could be what do you like? Um, I think that actually could be interesting. Also, I think earlier I said Florida State could be a little bit of an obstacle for our game, so I'm going to stick with them. Mm-hmm. They're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they have something to prove. Yeah. I'm so I'm also for pretty much the same reasons. I'm also going with Florida State. I think they have a they. I've been waiting to get just get to the field and start playing a, a regular season game. So I think uh, let's give let's go with Florida State on that one. Uh, next, we're gonna go Clemson at Wake Forest. Hmm. Will this one be close? Yeah, I, I I actually I bet it's closer than you think, but I, Clemson will win. I don't know because they lost Wake Forest lost their quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's true um, to Georgia, so. I can't – it's going to be Clemson. Okay. But I don't know if it's going to be close. Okay, so you think a blowout by Clemson? A couple more? Uh, let's do – let's just talk about it. Um, Western Kentucky at Louisville. Okay. I think Louisville is going to crush them. I don't think Western Kentucky is much. And they usually aren't. Every once in a while they'll, they'll perk up and have a season, but I'm going with Louisville to crush them. Probably win by at least three touchdowns, if not four. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, again, not a ton of 
tight games. This could be, mm -hmm. it could go anyway. Yeah. I don't really know. Again, same with uh, Florida State. I think they have something to prove. Yeah. It could set the tone for the rest of the season. I think you're right. So do we have anything else or are we going to call it? I mean, there aren't a ton of other games I see on here. We can talk about the Miami game if you want. Sure. What do you um, think? So that's on Thursday. It's UAB at Miami. Mm. Could be a little tricky, but I am going with Miami. Yeah, I've seen Miami held a scrimmage a few days ago, and it was, um, is it Derek or Derek King, their new quarterback, ah. um, apparently had a really good scrimmage. Yeah. So that also makes me nervous for the Miami-Notre Dame game because I think that one might get a little – I think Notre Dame has a big chip on their shoulder for Miami. I've been waiting to play them again. Um, we'll see how that goes when we get to it. But uh, I, I hope that um, Miami wins just so they're highly ranked when we whoop them. That's what I hope. But. Good point. All right. So that's our picks uh, for the week. We'll come back and we'll see how they're doing. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us here. Um, hope you enjoyed our first episode. Uh, anything more to say, Maggie, about the upcoming season? Um, I'm hopeful that we're in the championship. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how this goes. Are, are you thinking over 10 wins this year? I think either at or can they get over. 10 wins? How many games are they even playing? I don't even know. I was like thinking that as I'm asking the question. 12, 13? I don't know if I've added up the games. Uh, let, let's say that I think there will be over 10 wins this year, or at least 10, so 10 or more. All right. So let's, let's hope for that. That'll be the goal. All right, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Matthew and Maggie talking Notre Dame football. We'll be back soon with another episode.